This is Data Podcast. In the ever-changing world of data, this is the podcast packed full of information to keep you right on top of all the developments. From AWS and Azure, through to data science, big data, AI and NoSQL, and everything in between, we cover the essential updates from both a technical and non-technical perspective, including special guests and in-depth interviews. Now, please welcome your hosts, Rajiv Baha and Shabnam Khan, with today's episode of Data Podcast. Colleen Bertel has led a team that built 46% of the servers for TRICARE West, which covers 2.6 million people for the military, which required security for NIST, PCI, and HIPAA. He has his MBA from Carlson School of Management, CISSP, and is a SME for the CompTIA Project Plus exam. Having been a consultant at five Fortune 100 companies in e-commerce, financial services, and retail sectors, Colin has had has a wide experience of what happens in information technology. He's currently employed in telecommunications at a major health insurance company. This is Rajib, another data guy, and I'm also joined by Shabnam, who's also a data analyst. She's co-hosting with me today. Did I miss anything, Colleen? I, I like to kind of go through what, in MBA, we, we talk about an elevator speech. So I want to talk mm-hmm. a little bit about my history so you understand where I'm coming from. So mm-hmm. after I graduated from school, I started out as an engineer out at Super Value. And with my off time, I would spend a lot of my own personal time learning the technologies in depth. So I became a Microsoft MCSC, a a, uh, Cisco CCNP, a Citrix CCEA, and HP ASC. So I spent a lot of time learning the technologies myself to really understand what was going on. And then as I was going on, I would interact with project managers and find many of them didn't understand the technology. And so I thought that if I could develop my skills in project management, then I'd be able to more effectively lead a team and be able to communicate between the technical and the project to be able to work out effectively and be able to execute very complex plans. And that's been very successful for me because as I transitioned to becoming a project manager, I was able to lead many different complex infrastructure projects. So, for example, I have led teams that have virtualized over 1,200 servers, uh, Thomson Reuters. I have worked on capacity planning for Black Friday for BestBuy.com. I've also helped replace core routers for FICO, which, you know, they've got many different financial systems that are involved with there. And then uh, I've also done an enterprise-wide SAN refresh for MoneyGram. So I've done many, many different areas because I'm able to communicate with all those different groups effectively. So that's kind of my value proposition, and that's how I kind of work with things. With your uh, primary background in computer security infrastructure, I've heard you've had some exposure to data science. Can you tell us about your analytics project? named uh, Affinity? I work currently with a major insurance company in the metro area, and I've been working on telephony systems for a long time. And, you know, a lot of people think, oh, phone systems, boring. Well, when you're talking about 100,000 agents and you get to the very sophisticated levels that a lot of the insurance companies work at, it's it's a really different game. And data analytics has become a very large part of this. And so one of the projects I've been working on currently is implementing a technology called Affinity, which is really kind of cool. You know, essentially what Affinity does is they take a look at your 
at everyone in the United States' information for Facebook, LinkedIn, Census, 250 different data sources. Gets that information about you, and then it comes up with a personality type and what type of people are going to work out effectively and to be able to communicate with you. And so they load that information into their software. And then a survey is taken of all the agents, and we figure out who they are and what type of people they most effectively communicate with. And then the Affinity software takes that information together, does analytics to try and figure out what the best matches are, and then in real time, as the call comes in, the call is routed to an agent that is a fit for your communication style. So, for example, you know, if, if you are able to more effectively communicate with a female, for example, that's who they'll try to first match you with. And so then what hopefully that does is then you have fewer calls to the call center, they're more effective because you've got better connection with the people and uh, you're able to go through things more quickly. So that saves the company money and at the same time enhances the customer experience. So, you know, this is an example of the cutting-edge technology that's coming in uh, using big data in the telephony space. That is amazing. Um, thank you, Colin, for sharing your experience. I, I can, you know, I... It is pretty uh, self-explanatory because it is named after affinity, mm -hmm. which is you're creating the affinity between the customers, the use and the user and and the people who are working, so that you can create that better match. That's amazing. Will you please tell us about um, what Data Lake is and how have you utilized it? Okay, so with the proliferation of data. There's just data all over the place, right? And so one of the goals that my organization, has, as well as many other ones, is to try and get all that data together so that really effective analytics can be done with that information. And so, you know, in the telephony space, again, you know, most people think of it as just phones, but there's a lot more going on in the background. And so we've got about 20 different systems that help make sure that the connections are being done effectively um, and that communications are running efficiently. So uh, I've been involved with helping set up the feeds from our contact center information systems into the Hadoop database, which then can be uh, can be queried by the data scientists to be able to get the information that they're looking for. So like one example of what they've been able to do is we take a look at the calls that are coming in and we figure out who has got back issues. And then uh, we've, because we've got a very good back program special to, specialist who can help you get to the right people to be able to help with your back problems. And so by having all that information aggregated, we're able to take a look and isolate those people and then contact them separately to be able to get them the right type of help to help them with their back issues. I noticed your organization is hiring big data experts like crazy. So what other big data projects are you involved in? Another one that I've been working with is, you know, we have this opiate problem in the United States. There are now more people who die from opiates than car accidents or guns in the United States. So this is a major issue. And, you know, people think, like to think of it as just something, people using street drugs and things like that. But now there are actually more overdoses by prescription drugs than illegal drugs. So this is a big issue that's really affecting our country. And, for example, the life expectancy for 
Caucasians between the ages of 40 and 50, have act, it's actually been going down in the United States. And so if you think about that, that's your core of a lot of your culture. And, and so that speaks to a deep unhappiness and problems in, in our country. And so one thing that we've been able to do by taking a look at all the different data sources that we have available, we can take a look at what surgeries people have been taking, how many times that they've been going in. And we've been able to do some analytics uh, using computer learning to be able to isolate who is most likely to become an opiate addict, because we also get that information as well. And so we've developed a program so that we can help figure out who those people are and be able to get them help before they run into trouble. Um, so, you know, this is a great example of how big data can really make a difference to people because, you know, we're fortunate that we have access to all that data and then we can do those complex analytics because, you know, sometimes, you know, if it's a minor surgery, then those aren't the ones that necessarily are likely to cause problems. But if you have a major surgery where you have to have opiates for a long period of time, then you know that it's a bigger issue. So that's one of the ways that, you know, you know, there's many different people trying to help us with the opiate issues, you know, by re-educating doctors and nurses, etc. But this is another way from another angle to try and be, bring some help, more of a holistic way. Because, you know, oftentimes when you see your doctor, you see them for a few minutes, where if you have got this big data information, you can really help, help guide these people in more of a holistic way to not be addicted to opiates. That is fantastic. I'm impressed. I, I learned a lot, and um, I actually didn't know how big, you know, big data are being used in such a, you know, insightful way. That's a very insightful information. So I would like to know about your experience with TRICARE West, and what is it exact that you exactly do, and how does that help? Okay. So TRICARE West is one of the biggest projects I've ever worked on. Um, we're we're talking billions of dollars that this contract is. Uh, so it's between the U.S. military and their veterans and uh, the insurance companies. And so I was part of the team that built up 46% of the servers that were used to, to um, help provide the insurance for 2.6 million veterans and their families. So that is, you know, I'm not on the front lines. I'm not helping to feed people, but I, I think that's pretty likely that some of the people from uh, SEAL Team 6 who took out Osama bin Laden, they and their families are probably covered by uh, insurance that I help provide. So I'm not on the front lines, but I'm helping the people where I can. You know, another really exciting part of that project, not only was the mission incredible, you know, being able to help our our men in uniform, men and women in uniform, and their families who have, it's a very challenging lifestyle. So not only am I able to help them, this was a very, very complex security environment because you've got military contracts and don't fool yourself the bad guys would like to have that information about who are in our military to be able to go after them so you you have to have very high security for that you also have to have HIPAA rules because you're dealing with people's medical information and so you have to keep that secret and you also have credit card information as well that sometimes goes through the system so we had to provide a lot of different security to be able to make sure that these people are safe. Because, it, you know, you, you take a look at the news and you see how easy it is for foreign governments to be able to access our data. And so to be able to be, you know, one of those big, you know, very important uh, missions to be able to protect 
the privacy of our military people, you know, it's very challenging, but also very rewarding. As it relates to computer security, do you have any uh, technical tips or recommendations uh, when it comes to securing data and in infrastructure in general? And also tell us about your social media presence. You know, one thing that works out really well for me is certification exams. For me, it's always been kind of a cornerstone for how I learn things. Um, I, I do a very good job of being able to read books and be able to understand things. But, you know, sometimes when people study a subject on their own, they don't get a really holistic picture of how everything fits together. And I think that that's one of the values uh, that certifications bring. And they really give you a wide variety of knowledge, and they also demonstrate to anyone that you go to that you understand the basics, not just you say in an interview, oh, yeah, I, I, I know how to do this, blah, 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 blah. No, uh, this is a demonstration of it. So one thing that I've done is um, I've been – one organization that's helped me throughout my career is called CompTIA. Uh, they – I've worked with them, gave my A-plus certification for hardware, which is kind of a foundational exam that basically all the other hardware vendors use as, you know, assume that you know that knowledge. And so they're kind of a core uh, certification company that if you learn the basics from them, you can help do other areas. And so the second most popular exam now for CompTIA is the Project Plus. And with my project management experience, I've been able to help them with their project management exams. I've gone down to Chicago like four times to help write the exams. And so that's a great way for me to give back to the community. But in terms of big data, um, data science, they've got uh, uh, some certifications there that can help people transition to there and get introduced to the topics. You know, there's not that many certifications on cloud, et cetera, uh, that are out there. And CompTIA has got some of those basic foundational ones now. They don't go as in-depth. They're an introductory one. But that's if people are trying to l learn and get into the industry, it's a really good first step. So I, I encourage people to get certification to demonstrate your knowledge and take a look at the ones out there. I, you know, oftentimes, you know, they'll be like 200 bucks. You know, they're not the most expensive in the world, but you can study on your own. And, you know, it depends on your learning style. For me, that really works out well, and not everyone it works out well for, but um, that's one thing that's good. Um, if you're interested in getting hold of me, if you have questions about this, I am on LinkedIn, on Colin Bartol, C-O-L-I-N-B-A-R-T-O-L. I'm also on Twitter, and would love to hear any questions and be able to help anyone who has any questions. Great. Thank you, Colin, for joining us today. Thank you, Rajiv. We hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of Data Podcast. You're welcome to follow our hosts on Twitter at Rajib2K5, at Shabnam Khan2017, and on YouTube at youtube.com slash Rajib2K5. Our episodes are also available via iTunes, SoundCloud, Google, and other podcasting platforms. Thank you for tuning in.